Harbor Church, we are a family of God, bound together to glorify and enjoy Him forever. This podcast series is a safe way to answer the questions that you, our community, has concerning the Bible, its tenets, and any other theological questions or concerns that you have come across as you join Harbor in our mission here in Mooresville and dig deeper into God's message, study His mission here on earth, or ponder your place in His wonderful plan. Thank you for dropping your anchor with HarborCast as we look forward to bringing light to these questions big and small. Welcome to HarborCast once again, uh, official podcast of Harbor Church in Mooresville, North Carolina. And I have my friend Jim here, one of our our ruling elders, and our music team head. And today we're going to be tackling uh, the question, how do we choose the songs that we sing? Uh, So before we get into the big question, Jim, I just want to ask you, what, why singing? What's the deal of singing and and worship? Hmm, Well, it's in the Bible. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's commanded. It's the, it's the norm um, from all the from Genesis 2, there was poetry. Yeah. Maybe song, depending on how you, how you look at Adam's words. Yeah. Um, the, the, Yahweh's uh, people in the Old Testament were commanded to sing. They were given songs. God gave Moses songs to give them so they wouldn't forget the truth. Um, so it's... In both both testaments, it's the it's the norm. It's how it's one of the ways that we uh, worship. Life is worship, and one of the ways we do that is in song. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, you know when whenever I take people through the new members class, uh, when we talk about the ordinary means of grace, in other words, how do we how do we grow in a in a basic level as a Christian? And a lot of times, people will look to experience to mm. be the way in which we grow. I've got to have this next mountaintop mm. experience. And, right. and so in the class we talk about, well, the Bible defines some meat and potatoes, cold cereal kind of way of growing, and it's, it is through word, sacrament, and prayer. And so um, we typically find singing in the ministry of the word. Right. I, it's formative, right? It's right. not just expressive. Worship, is, worship in song is formative um the whole, all of the liturgy is formative we're catechized yeah. from the beginning to the end of a sunday morning meeting um including through the songs hopefully yeah so yeah if we're doing yeah. it right yeah yes yeah and that's that's a good point too because typically a lot of times people might call you and your ragtag team as the worship team mm. but i don't call you the worship team i call you the music team why are you not why are you not the worship team um Man, it depends on how how many thousand feet you want to go up. Um, the Lord leads us in worship. We we ask as as I pray or as you pray before we even start a Sunday morning practice. We ask the Lord to lead us in worship as we help lead the body. Um, so ultimately, the Lord is our worship leader. Mm. Um, on the ground level, uh, it's you, it's Tyler, uh, it's myself for the slice of the Sunday morning that the music mm-hmm. covers. Um, so the worship team really is the um, the drivers of the whole 
Sunday morning meeting, not just the yeah, not just the music piece of it. So. Yeah, no, that that that's really good and that's really helpful. So now we get to the real question: Why do we choose the songs that we sing? Uh, what sorts of criteria? I know that uh, many people uh, who are watching this might not know that we meet on a pretty regular basis, usually about once a month or Very so. Very regularly. Yep. Yeah. So what does that process look like? So we're sitting down, we're looking at, uh, there's there's a lot of moving pieces to it. Uh, there's at least a few moving pieces to it. So we're looking at um, the text. What are you preaching from? Um, do the songs support the text? Are the songs true? First of all, mm. do the songs point to God and not to us? Mm. Are they God-centric, not me-centric, or us-centric ultimately? Right. Are they true? Are they deep? Are they deeply true? Mm. Not we're not singing. Um, we're not just repeating choruses over and over and right. over that don't really dive deep. Well, whether it's the hymns, we pulled the sixteen hymns from the sixteen hundreds, early seventeen hundreds, right out of the hymnal, or it's um, modern worship, Sandra McCracken, or um, even Wendell Kimbrough, Wendell, yeah. or. Caroline Cobb, or I mean, they're the the new the new hymn movement or the hymn rewrite movement. I guess those are two separate things. Um, is rich, yeah. very singable, and deep, deeply true songs. So, are the songs true? Are they God centered? Um, do they support what's being preached? Mm. Um, and and this is not a small part of it. And this is open to some debate. Depends on who you ask. But are we try to Choose songs that are singable, mm. um, so it has to be congregation friendly, or mostly con friendly to most of the congregational voices. And we we've Harbors become over time and is currently a very it's a singing church. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have a a ninety five member choir. Mm. That's good. Which I love. Yeah. Um, and we all sing on a Sunday morning. Everyone down to the you can hear sometimes the littlest voices. Mm -hmm. Singing the doxology, mm. um, loud and out of tune, which loud is loud and out of tune, yep. just like me sometimes. Loud yep. and out of tune, so that's a it's a beautiful thing to worship, and we're called to and ordained to worship as the bride, the entire body. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are the bigger those are the bigger rocks in the, that we stick that we fit in the jar as far as planning. Yeah, yeah, I think I think those are great things, I, I, especially especially starting with truth, right? And I think trying to avoid at times some of the maybe theological dangers in things like repeating something over and over and over again. We have choruses, we have things mm -hmm. that repeat, but uh, oftentimes what I've found is that when songs repeat sort of almost too many times, it becomes almost a mantra, uh, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, being careful about some of those things. So there are times when we, in some of our songs, we might cut out what is the recommended number of times through a chorus right. or, or things like that. And, and then the second thing you said, which is really super important, is that ultimately we're not singing with uh, bland, common Americans. We're singing with these specific people. And the specific people in the yes. seats have strengths and they have weaknesses mm -hmm. they have history they have culture and in the same way that uh, I, I like to think about if we were to parachute ourselves into ecuador we should expect our singing to match that particular culture so if we're singing english only hymns to native spanish speakers that doesn't 
this doesn't jive too well for me. That doesn't seem like Christ's mission to us who incarnated himself to meet us where we were. And so to a certain extent, you know, we need to make sure that there are lots of great songs that are out there, lots of great music. And to a professional choir or to professional singers in terms of the range, the pitch, the the timing, the syncopation, they could all they could do it all. But man, your common person in the pew just right. can't do it. Right. And once you start doing things like that, you are telling people in the congregation you're just not cut out for this. And leave what it, it to the professionals. Leave it to the professionals. Right. Um there's there should not be, and I'm not big on, we've talked about this before, and I've talked about this with um, with quite a few folks in the congregation, even recently. Mm. Um, I'm not, I come from a church background where there were lots of church, there were, there were uh, specials, mm. vocal specials and instrumental specials, and I am, I'm fairly opposed to doing things on a sun, in that Sunday morning meeting, and during that hour that we have together, little hour and a half that we have together. Depends how long I preach. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, pretty opposed to doing things that are going to exclude. Mm. Like when we sing, we're all singing for the most part. Um, I mean, there's some exceptions to that during maybe the Christmas season or, um, I mean, we've done choir specials when we had more formalized choir, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, but it, it's, we're sort of an every man's music team, meaning everybody's on it. There are people on that, there are 95 people or so on that side of the mic, microphones. And there are the five or six people on this side of the microphones. We are all doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just the one that was chosen to lead. Yeah. Um, and it's not perfect and it's not professional, um, which is a good thing because yeah. it can become, there are multiple, there are 10,000 ways I could, get and have gotten in the past so distracted with the mechanics mm. um, and my preferences um, and striving for perfection in how we do carry out the music mm. and it's not bad to work on your skills it's biblically um there were people who were skilled at singing right they had david had skilled worship leaders solomon yeah. had skilled worship leaders um so we don't we don't come at it lazily um we're trying to be trying to do a bad job but we striving for this perfect thing in itself can be a distraction if we ever arrived at the perfect thing that could distract that could be a mm -hmm. distraction to the to the body and as you said um, could exclude some folks in the congregation who feel like oh this is i feel like this is not i feel like i can't sing this right and then and then what does that say about about worship of God, right? That that God is really only to be approached by the professional, right? So he o can only be sung by the professional singers. He can only be approached by the professional Christians, i.e., the pastor, right? right? right. Um, you know, it 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 doesn't it doesn't say what Jesus said, which is I want even the little ones to come, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, so I knew it. Somebody. Somebody says, I want you to sing. I want, I want the music team to, to sing this song at church. What are, what are some reasons why you might maybe very kindly or gently say no? Well, um, the reasons that we pick songs, if it doesn't 
the song is not true. Yeah. The song is about me or us more than it's about our creator and our savior. Um, if, if, if this, if it's just a, I mean, honestly, there are just bad songs. They might be great words, right? We've, we've retooled, um, hymns before, um, because there are some, there's some hymns with great words that musically, they just don't fit, uh, with how we do things uh, at Harbor. Um, so, I mean, the song would have to, I, I mean, I guess we have a rigorous template for mm -hmm. how we choose songs, sort of. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, uh, people have asked for songs and we've done the songs and then mm -hmm. people have asked for songs and we've just let, kind of let it slide. <laughs> um, I ha we have had conversations in the past with folks about, not too often, I mean, it's not, this mm -hmm. doesn't happen very often, but you know, here's why this, this, this is not the best, um, this is not the best song. Here are the reasons. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. So, if you were to, we, we like to, in this podcast, try to take a moment at the end and kind of do a bit of application, right? So, what would you encourage somebody who maybe is completely new to Harbor, completely new to the style, maybe even the songs, um, mm. what would you what would you say to that person? How could you encourage them to be a better participant in in the musical side of worship? So, in particular to Harbor, I would encourage sort of over and above the music. I would encourage that person to be here every Sunday mm. to become familiar with the songs, to become familiar with our liturgy, to become familiar. I mean, is the person you know, I guess the question I would have would be, is the person a Christian? Right. Because um, there are two separate conversations yeah. to have there. Yeah. Um, people have people have approached on more than one occasion new folks um, and have asked about song sources. How do we, what are the sources for the stuff that we sing? So I have put uh, the names of artists and albums and songs in people's hands, mm -hmm. handed them, I've given away... Um, just chord sheets. Yeah. You know, somebody comes from another church, somebody's visiting right. from another church. Hey, that song is fantastic. Um, we've never done that. I really would like to do that song. Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you suggest? And I'll just give them the guitar chart if it's a guitar player or a bass player. Kind of depends on the, yeah. the skill set of the person asking. So, I mean, there are multiple ways to um, encourage people towards uh, being able to. Um, Find the uh, find the groove, for lack of a better word, for how how we worship here and um, sing the songs that we sing. I mean, there are other churches that do it as well or better, um, and they don't sing the same songs that we do. I mean, it, there's a rich. The Lord has blessed um, humanity with many rich mm -hmm. ways to sing good songs. Um, the way we do it here at Harbor has ten years of my fingerprints on it, so it's gonna mm -hmm. <laughs> it's gonna sound a little um scratchy and a little country or folky um and that's just kind of the way yeah we do it yeah if the person who does this after me may, it may spin it a completely different way yeah um we'll see yeah yeah no, that's good that's good well and i think i would probably add, add to that as well um i think that in some church cultures 
people are just a little afraid of embarrassing themselves. And so they're a little afraid of trying. And so I mm -hmm. would add on to that to tell somebody, just, just try. Just try it. If, if you need to make a joyful noise until it becomes music, that's Plenty that's of us okay. do that yeah, right now. Yeah, that's right. And I think that um, there can be a little bit of an orientation process that happens whenever you go to a, a new church or a sure. new nom nomination. Yep. You're trying to get a handle on a corpus of, mm -hmm. of songs and styles and things like that. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, I hope that uh, y'all were encouraged uh, to... Uh, in your singing and in particular your worship worship of the Lord. And so one of the things we like to do with this podcast is end with prayer. Do you want to close? I somewhere? would love to. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for the gift of worship. Lord, you ordain that we um, sing praises to you. You command it and then you enable it. You do that first and foremost by saving us, giving us new life, moving us from uh, your dead enemies to your beloved children. And then you teach us to sing. You give us the songs to sing. And you give us, you reveal, you reveal yourself to us in scripture um, and empower our praise. And we're grateful for that. I pray that as we move towards the Sunday meeting this week, uh, this weekend, that you would prepare our hearts even now to praise you together as the body and bride of Christ here at the moment. Pray these things in Christ's name because we need it. Thank you again for dropping your anchor with HarborCast. Please visit us on the web at harborchurch.org for more information about what we believe, what we do to serve our community, and how you can get involved in our mission here in Mooresville. And finally, follow HarborCast wherever you listen to podcasts. May the Lord continue to equip you to share the good news about Jesus.